Hello and welcome back to uh, episode two of the Digging in the Dirt podcast. Thanks so much for uh, coming back. And if this is your first episode with us, also welcome. Uh, today we're going to be looking at the chapter in Digging in the Dirt called Politics, Plumeria, and the Kingdom of Heaven. And uh, just a, a couple of notes. I got a message from Linda from Kenya. Uh, she commented after episode one saying, hey, it'd be helpful if you'd put some show notes in there or put some links to what you're talking about. So I definitely will do that. Um, I went back and did that for episode one. I will do that for episode two. Um, and a couple of the things that I'll just mention right now before I start reading from Digging in the Dirt are some uh, other resources. I have written about the kingdom of God. I have written about politics um, in other places in Serving Well. There's a few chapters um, on a letter to the American church or uh, things like that. Um, God bless America and other dangerous prayers is a chapter in serving well. So I'll link that. Um, Scott Sauls wrote a book called A Gentle Answer, Our Secret Weapon in an Age of Us Against Them. It's also very, very good. Uh, I'll link to that. And then I'm halfway through a book by Brian Jennings called Dancing in No Man's Land, Moving with Peace and Truth, in a hostile world. Uh, Brian Jennings' father goes to church with us and gave me this book, and I'm really enjoying it. It is really helpful. It is challenging, uh, really biblical, Dancing in No Man's Land uh, by Brian Jennings. So I'll link to these uh, in the resource section on the, the uh, uh, site, the uh, site for this episode. And as always, if you have any questions or have any thoughts of things that uh, we could do to make this better, or um, topics that you would like addressed, uh, please, please, please reach out. Let me know by email, Instagram, Facebook, or through the uh, Google form that is also linked on the uh, show notes. Okay, let's go ahead and do Digging in the Dirt, the chapter called Politics, Plumeria, and the Kingdom of Heaven. I miss Ema, my daughter tells me. I miss her singing and I miss her flowers. Ema was one of the best worship leaders I've ever known, and I'm so glad our paths crossed at an international church in Phnom Penh, Cambodia. Originally from the islands of Fiji, Ema always led worship with a tropical flower in her hair. Usually, she chose a frangipani, plumeria, the bright yellow satiny flower that smells like the most luscious citrus dessert and is the mainstay of Hawaiian lays. Cambodia has a tropical climate and wonderful people, but even so, the country has suffered much as a result of war, genocide, and corruption. Cambodia is not a tropical paradise, but the church is growing and Ema is helping. With her global team, she led our global church. Typically, she shared the stage with a Filipino on keys, a Pakistani on percussion, an Australian on guitar, and a Malaysian on drums. Together, they helped lead a ragtag group of Jesus followers from over 30 nations in worship. They helped us declare, week after week, the hope of the cross and the certainty of God. Our church was full of missionaries and business people, those involved in anti-human trafficking work, and those serving in the relief and development sector. Many of us came to church on Sundays tired, exhausted, and poured out, we traveled by motos and tuk-tuks, buses and cars to be reminded of our hope. We came to drink of life, and we came to declare the death and resurrection of our Lord, 
until he comes again. I hadn't grown up in a church like this. I hadn't grown up in a church with pastors from China, New Zealand, the Philippines, India, Canada, Cambodia, and the United States. I thought the church was primarily American. I mean, I didn't really think that. It's just that growing up in the Midwest in a standard evangelical church, the church just was pretty American. Our authors were American. Our musicians were American. Everyone was American. Typically, the only non-American folks I ever came across were the ones we were sending missionaries to. We were the ones sending the gospel, and they were the ones receiving it. As believers in America, we are taught, often accidentally, that to be a Christian is to be American, or at least to look like it. Even if not purposeful or intentionally racist, the trickle-down effect of this theology is dangerous and thieving, denying us connection to the breadth and depth of the global church. But here was Ema, a Fijian woman, singing the gospel with power. She was pouring her heart out in prayer, and she was ushering a global community into the throne room of God. The Kenyan sister was dancing, the Samoan brother was singing, and the Australian guy was jumping up and down. The global church was so much more beautiful and diverse than I had ever known. Christ's people had come from all over the place. They were going all over the place, and they were worshiping. I, I love the American church, but I'm afraid that somewhere in our history, we began to believe that we Americans held the keys to the kingdom. Now, we would never say it like that, but we sometimes act like that. Long ago, our spiritual forefathers rightly declared that Rome was not the central hub of global Christianity. But I'm afraid we have drifted into our own hubris and begun to believe that the American church is the hub, the main gospel force in the world. It is not. That vision is too small. That church is too claustrophobic. I want to be brothers with the Swiss guy who runs a climbing gym in Cambodia. I want to serve alongside a Chinese businessman who converted himself, as far as that is possible, by picking up a Bible someone left behind in a hotel room in Nepal. I want to rejoice with the Pakistani couple who opened their hearts and kitchen to us, telling stories of the faithfulness of God and how they escaped to safety. The unique flavor of home-cooked samosas will always remind us of our friend's faith and our father's faithfulness. I want to honor the Japanese man providing care and education for Cambodians with disabilities. I want to join in with Cambodian pastors who continue to teach God's word to God's people in difficult times and challenging places. Christ is the king and his church is global. We must remember the church existed before America. We must remember the church will endure long after America. We must remember, the church is older than Western civilization. The church is global, and she is not dying. And while the church is global, the gospel always gets worked out locally. That's the beauty of it. The church can be local precisely because it's so stunningly global. The church is big enough to be local everywhere. As citizens of America, we should celebrate and honor and cherish the church in the United States. She remains a beloved part of the bride. 
But as citizens of the kingdom, we should celebrate and cherish and love the global church too, wherever she may be found. A Fijian worship leader with a flower in her hair taught me that. When I finally get home and meet Jesus face to face, I will not be surprised at all if he bellows out the Fijian greeting, Bula, which means life to you. I hope to hear him say on that day, Welcome home, my son. Here is the life you've been searching for. Well done. And then I will wander. I will find a frangipani tree. I will inhale its cheerful citrus fragrance. I will smile and I will look out on the nations that God has brought together and I will declare, this looks familiar. Look at what the Lord has done. And then I will find Ema and I will thank her for what she gave our church and what she gave my daughter. I will thank her for what she gave me with her uniquely Fijian flair and a frangipani flower in her hair week after week. She led God's people to paradise. Oh, I love that chapter. Um, it takes me back. So much nostalgia. So many great times worshiping with the global church, sharing communion, um, sharing communion around the table with people from all over the world. It was such a picture of uh, the global church that we are a part of. Whether we're local and have never traveled, that's okay. We're still a part of the global church. And that is exciting. And like I say in the chapter, uh, the global church is not dying. She is growing and she is strong. In some places, she is for sure suffering. Um, at the same time, she is growing. And uh, and we should care. And we should rejoice. So uh, that's the chapter for today. Um, thank you for walking down a, a bit of nostalgic road uh, for with me. Um, I, I value this time we get to share together. I look forward to hearing from you. I hope this stuff is encouraging and uh, is a blessing as we read through Digging in the Dirt and in the future as we talk about some of the questions that you guys might have um, that may come up as we you know, uh, deal with missions and emotions and uh, sometimes life in the mud. All right. Thanks so much for hanging out and go with God. <laughs>